0: Good evening, and welcome to your AEW Rampage and SmackDown post show. It is June tenth. We are brought to you tonight by NordVPN and BlueChew, and I am joined by the OG Alex, the proper Alex, the, the-, the one,
1: the one and only
0: the one and only yeah. uh, <laughs> you are much more of a high flyer than ricochet that was a rude joke of me to make mm-hmm. but yeah no I it's true i am joined by my co-host and sour on tuesday nights and your usual fightful select post show but today joining me on the main alex Pulaski. alex how you doing today
1: um uh, I'm, I'm doing all right uh uh unlike a normal friday i'm gonna get to bed before Maybe 1 a.m. local time, which is nice, because yes. uh, because usually I gotta wait until until you get done with all this stuff, and then I do my thing afterwards. But let's let's you know what, two birds, one stone, and let's kill both birds because that's what that's what that thing is. You you kill you throw a stone. It's so big that there are two birds huddled together, and you smash both birds' brains. It's a really weird saying. Anyway, hi, I'm Alex. How's it going? Everybody? <laughs>
0: We are here to talk wrestling and to murder birds, and the best way that you can support us in our bird murder journey is to send in your super chat. I came
1: here to talk wrestling and murder birds, and (laughs) And I'm I'm all all out out of
0: birds. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, get in your super chats, get in your humper chats. What on earth is a humper chat? That sounds unsavory. Who could have approved such a thing? Well, it was Sean's idea, guys. Humper Chats uh, are function just like Super Chats, but we at Fightful get to keep a little bit more of the pie, so if you could, if you would, if you want to contribute and get your statement or question read on air, Super Chats are great. Humper Chats are just a little bit better, and guys, we're going to ask you to go to Fightful Select and subscribe if you haven't already. Continuing developments, we had tonight's SmackDown plans, which were not too plentiful, but they were on there. So we broke news earlier in the week about uh, Stephanie McMahon and uh, what her exit temporary or permanent looks like from the company. Constantly, constantly breaking news over there. Um, Before we dive too far into either episode of anything, I did just want to mention, of course, the news that it looks like Cody Rhodes is going to be out for nine months with a ripped off the bone pectoral um I think that timeline is not real um and he's going to come back significantly earlier but um we do have to talk about the fact that uh, that was that news was broken today they mentioned it in a Uh, video package on SmackDown. But off the bat, if you guys want to get in your chats about that, send them in. And I will let Alex just go ahead and rant about it off the top. What
1: do you think is the bigger BS story that they're feeding us right now? (laughs) This this whole Cody's going to be out for nine months, which if true, means that he did almost irreparable damage to his pectoral muscle. Maybe he shouldn't have been wrestling. Or this whole thing about randy orton could barely stand before his unified title match and then because roman reigns put him in the guillotine one time he may never wrestle again um so like they love like doing this where they expand upon how injured somebody is so that when they come back in a shorter amount of time than what is advertised at the beginning, ah, what a hero, Cody Rhodes. We told you he was going to be out for nine months. He came back in just under six months. What a superhuman being that Cody Rhodes is.
0: Because why also not just peddle the narrative that you should have control over your injuries and your healing time as well, which is not something that I'm a fan of, something they are a fan of. Um, but we've got some Super Chats and Humper Chats that are already coming in. Thank you guys so much for supporting us on your Friday evening. We got follow-ups saying, hey, it's Linda and Sheila. Guys, if you're not hip to the Tuesday Night post Show with Alex and I, a.k.a. Linda and Sheila, you are missing out on a cast of characters that we don't even have time to get into or explain tonight, to be perfectly honest. But they are delightful. They may show up here. Who knows? Um, ryan sullivan sending in a hopper chat saying can alex explain other sayings to us i happen to know this about you that you do know um like a lot of the origins of where funny little phrases stem from because you've done that before i forget what it was
1: i forget what it was too i I was just trying to google it and find out like what is the actual thing but like um uh well we think like uh to break a leg we're talking about uh how do you what, what do you mean, oh, what do you yeah. mean to break the leg yeah that kind of thing because
0: they hope um, you get in a cast
1: yeah that's exactly it's that kind of thing um uh the, but the one that somebody was that i was looking up was like barking up the wrong tree well, it's not really that hard to figure out A uh, dog is looking for a cat at the top of the tree but he's, um, he's looking for the wrong wrong tree so i that that <laughs> presupposes that nearby there's a cat in a different tree Looking down at a dog barking up a different tree and going, This stupid mother. Like that that is actually funny to me, but
0: that's just me. Bird talk, metaphor talk, wrestling talk. We've yeah, yeah. got it all for you on yeah, this Friday night. But- We've got Matt Raichel asking the hard hitting questions who has more PTO left? Roman Reigns or Sean Ross Sap? Look. It's not my fault that Sean fears me because I'm too, I'm too good at this. Okay. Like Sean
1: fears uh uh what is it uh 10 p.m. start times for rampage. That's what all he right. fears.
0: You got you can't you can't play along with me, man.
1: No, no, no. He's he, he he's all he's tuckered out. He wants to go to Betty Buy on his on his Helix sleep mattress. That's wow. all that's all he cares Look at
0: about. You. Look at you putting in the work. We got the bad one jam beard saying bird. Bird is the word. Well, it is. It is the word. You know what else is the word? This Rampage episode, it's not actually the word. This was a pretty medium episode of uh, Rampage today, to be (laughs) honest. I thought the main event was real fun. There's not like a big, a lot of word around. I guess the word is Rampage, but um, this episode was not like anything particularly to write home about. But um, some fun matches on the card that we are going to get into. I sometimes have mixed feelings about them cutting out the entrances entirely. Like sometimes I think that's really fun. And um but I get that they do it to save time. can't, Can't you watch it on
1: YouTube? Like they can like starting at like whatever it is, five till the hour, they'll show you the whole entrance on YouTube. Not that any of us would do that, but I suppose yeah, if, I like, you, if you like love the, it so much, I, I do too. Like
0: if I love it so much, why don't I just marry the entrances, Alex? Is that yes, what you were gonna that's, say? That's
1: what I was gonna say. But <laughs> um I I mean I love I love Eddie Kingston's entrance, like the way he just he's just he's just he race walks to the ring like like those <laughs> the people who were just like yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not allowed to, to bend my knees in any way, but I am going to get where I am going. As fast as possible. And like I ain't that-
0: blinking. I'm not nope. blinking for a second. I'm just nope. coming to the ring to kick your ass.
1: <laughs> I, I love an Eddie Kingston entrance. Um, they only have an hour, and they're trying yes. to jam as much as they possibly can. Like, we are going to talk about time mismanagement of a different sort when we talk about SmackDown. So, like, I would much rather them cut the entrances for the first match of the night and start out hot than let's take seven minutes to explain to you what happened at the show last week, just in case you all like w- went into a coma at some point. Um, and oh, then we'll take forever. My, yeah.
0: I love with them starting in the, with action immediately. Like I don't need to like this week on dynamite or any of that yeah. stuff. Yeah. There are times when I missed the entrances. This was not one of those times because of who was in the ring. Right. Um, I, Felt like this is something that has been a feud for a while. It should be immediately from the go. I Here's the thing. I don't care about Jake Hager. I'm sorry. I don't. No. <laughs> there wasn't like a ton he could do to win me over in this match. I will say I loved his very MMA, very sports entertainer tights. The pink and black tiger stripes cracked mm-hmm. me up. Um, but... Eddie Kingston has never done anything wrong ever in my book. Um, he is great at everything. One of those things is the art of kicking out at one. And this is sometimes a controversial topic. Eddie Kingston is really good at kicking out at one because he doesn't kick out at one to make his opponent look weak. He kicks out at one early in the match to make himself look strong and uh-huh. to tell a story with it. It looks smart. I really, really like it. Um, He did a great job of it here. Some spots that I'll call out before handing it over to you. I love a good eye poke. I don't feel like only heels should do it. Give me an eye poke. The best. Be smart. I like it when heels are smart. I like it when faces are smart. Just be smart. And Eddie Kingston always is. I liked, I'll say this about Jake Hager. I like that he actually covered Eddie Kingston's machine gun chops or attempted to. We see so many people just sit there and take it. He actually went to cover him with the shoulder, which makes sense. Um, but as God intended, Eddie Kingston does get the win here, which is how it should always be. Eddie Kingston should never lose a match, even though he frequently does. Um, what did you think of this match? This didn't do a ton for me, but Eddie Kingston always just makes me happy.
1: Right. Well, he shouldn't be losing a match to Jake Hager. That's for sure. Yes. Um, Jake Hager is, um, and again, this is just my own opinion. I'm not talking about how good he is or bad or whatever. Um, he is my least favorite guy in all of AEW, <laughs> just to watch and just to see. Like he's just he's a he's a he's a he's a very large mannequin uh, that has been taught to move around, uh, and he has an MMA background. That mannequin is three and zero in MMA matches. They make sure and tell us that every time. Um, but that he like, somebody took a mannequin from a big and tall shop and they, and they put it, MMA trunks on it and, and, and MMA gloves. And they, they, they taught it how to move around, not how to speak because he doesn't know how to do that, no. but, but it's fine. Um, I, I love Eddie Kingston. Uh, I love, I, I also love the, 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 iPoke. The eye poke, it's um, the best. If, if the, if it's, but the eye poke really works the best, um, in that situation. When you are on your knees and about to die and the last thing you have is let me thumb to the eye. Like it's just, just yes. thumb to the eye and that, maybe that'll buy me 15 seconds to like build my health, my health points back up so I don't die immediately. Um, I love the double back fist that protects yes. uh, Hager. Um, and uh, I uh, the, the chops. When, when Hager chopped Eddie and Eddie dropped the singlet. It's like, okay, now it's on. Like that was the best. I, I'm I'm very I'm very happy they 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 do a really good job in AEW of knowing where the guys are on the card and having the right types of guys to put those top guys over. In this scenario, Eddie Kingston is the top guy in this match, and Jake Hager gets to look really protected while putting that guy over, which is also basically what happened with Kyle O'Reilly and, and John Moxley at the end of Dynamite. They have a really great way of doing that with their matches, and I like it a lot.
0: Agreed. I thought this was perfectly serviceable. Eddie Kingston just do no wrong in my book. I just adore the guy. We've got some super chats and humper chats that came in about this. Shaka twenty nine asking me about my engagement to Dan Barry, as anyone should. So if Kate is engaged to Dan Barry, what does that mean for her partner Eddie? See, this is actually great because this all goes back to on my Wednesday night podcast, the Mark Order. We play FMK, Mary Kill, yes, and. Normally, I, in this situation, marry Eddie Kingston. Because that's the guy you want in your corner. That's the guy. If you're not going to marry him, you better kill him. I'll put it that way. I'm going to marry him. But in this scenario, I had once promoted my Uh podcast by saying we were playing this game. And Dan Barry, who's a delightful wrestler, tweeted that, um, you know, K me, please. And I said, I'm going to marry you. That's way more threatening. So now I am stuck in this very odd, hypothetical marriage situation. Eddie Kingston will always be my partner. Um, But Dan Barry and I, um, because people on Twitter actually thought we were engaged, decided we're just going to register and get a bunch of free stuff. So there's the Dan Barry, Eddie Kingston side. So
1: while Eddie Kingston is your partner, and Dan Barry is your life partner.
0: There it is. Eddie Kingston will always be my man. Uh, (laughs) But I love them both. Uh, (laughs) we've got more super chats and hopper chats about my love of Eddie Kingston. Really? We got grand B saying just tuned in and Kate is talking about Kingston. Of course I am. Of course. There's like a pretty good, just if you pick out a random moment in a day, the odds are probably pretty high that I'm talking about Eddie Kingston. So you tuned in at the right time. Joey Bag of Donuts on my side of things, a little more harsh about Jake Hager, saying I'm going to start my own promotion and sign Jake Hager so he can be a disappointment and get another company. Ouch! But I don't entirely disagree with that. Um, And also, it's nice to see you, Joey Bag of Donuts. It's been a a bit since we've Mm -hmm. communicated. It's always good to see you in the chat. We adore having you here. We have, hey, what's that over there? Saying since I'm not even going to pretend I can pronounce it, Akiyama is wrestling in DDT. I hope Tony Khan gets him for Grand Slam at Archer after to wrestle Eddie. Man, there's a lot of things that I want to happen for Eddie Kingston at Arthur Ash. One of those things initially was as you booked out in fantasy Mm worlds, him beating CM Punk for the title. Um, But I do think Eddie Kingston should have, if John Moxley gets to fight all of Japan, why shouldn't why shouldn't Eddie? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. True.
0: <laughs> I feel like that's fair.
1: I feel like, yeah, you know, that's he deserves that at this point.
0: He does. Uh, we got the bad one, Jam Beard saying Eddie Kingston versus Peak WCW, New Japan, Big Van Vader is a new fantasy match of mine. Oh man, if we could play Time Machine, oh. I would be super into that. Mm, absolutely. Um we're going to just circle back to one of our fun discussions about like quotes and metaphors and stuff. Okay. The bad one Jam Beer saying weird fact about an old saying the OG version of saying chomping off the bit or champing at the bit mm-hmm. became chopping off the bit in the 1930s. Mm-hmm. Well why? Why did it switch? Uh,
1: because because to champ at things um, was to actually chew in a way and then also chomping is also to like bite and gnash with your with your teeth and so they kind of decided to meld them together and then one of them took over so we don't actually use to 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 champ as is as, as to you know chew we use Is that to why champ. they
0: do that with Tommaso Ciampa's name in WWE yeah, they can't exactly. decide.
1: The champa <laughs> champa 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 champa
0: You want to hear a fun fact I learned that may or may not be true Sand Please. is called sand because it's between the sea and the land.
1: That cannot be true. But thank you.
0: That feels like a lie, right?
1: Yeah. No, that's 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 a that's that's that feels like a like a joke that a six year old will tell. But yes.
0: Wow. Thanks yeah. for just cutting me down here mm-hmm. on Fightful YouTube. Mm-hmm. We've got Luis, our moderator, saying Eddie versus Masawa for him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'll sure. take that yeah so moving along we get a Britt, Britt Baker interview here nothing a ton um noteworthy here just basically her I,
1: doing I have, a Britt thing. yeah I, I I feel like they've got until after forbidden door for me to carry these belts around these props like they're not titles that you can defend Unless they are, and if they are, you got to defend them. That's the thing. Like, both she and Adam Cole carrying these things around. I get it. They're egotistical heels. That's fine. But um, that I'll give them a little, a little leeway for that, and then after that, just get rid of them. Um, but I do appreciate her taking umbrage at Tony Storm for coming after a title that's not Britt Baker's title. But just on general principle, you're not allowed to touch another woman's title. And I and I I think that, that I like that because basically she has she feels she has claim over that as well because that's my title to go back and get from Thunder Rosa. You're not allowed to have it until I take it back from Thunder Rosa, which is a perfectly fine thing to have. And I like that there's um uh some some dovetailing of the women's feuds in, in a way on on both both championships where Thunder Rosa seems to be uh, on a collision course with Tony Storm. But Britt Baker's like, oh, no, 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 not so fast. I, I I have unfinished business with you. And we'll talk more about what's going on with Jade as well.
0: Yes, we will. We've got Pedraic Gillespie. Did I say that right? Well, we'll find out. Let me know if I said your name right. <laughs> saying Britt foreshadowing Jamie getting the strap next. I don't know about that. Um... I think she did, she a shot say, at the strap for yeah, sure, but right. I don't think she'll be the one to dethrone Rosa. No, I, but, I think we're she, a long ways out from that happening.
1: She did say the next, um, the next champion will be part of Team DMD. So it didn't say me. She said part of Team DMD. So maybe that's what it was.
0: Could be, could be. We then move along into an Ortiz promo. Um, this just kind of expanding upon the hair versus hair match that is coming up. I really want Jericho to have to shave his head and wear the most sports entertainery wigs you've ever seen. Mm -hmm. I think that would be really fun. And that's the way that that booking should go. Do you have anything you want to add in about that?
1: No, uh, Ortiz and Jericho. Um, I, I, I feel like, uh, I would, I would want to see Jericho shave his head, but, uh, for the way that booking usually works, if Jer- if Jericho gets humiliated and has to shave his head, then Yas is definitely winning... Um, uh,
0: Blood and guts!
1: Blood and guts. And I don't want that. Yeah. So if, if Ortiz has to sacrifice and have a shaved head for a while, so that then uh, Team BCC and LAX can win... Uh, blood and guts. Then I'm sorry, Ortiz. You're going to have to take one for the team.
0: I think that's fair, and I also think he would. I think you would rock the look. So I'm not too upset oh, about that. He would
1: look so badass with the shaved right. head, that little goatee.
0: I think so too. I think so too. The next segment, as our moderator has appropriately entitled it, is lethal and sing whoop jobbers. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what happened here. Depending on your definition of whoop, uh, we do see the in-ring debut of Satnam Singh. It it wasn't long, it wasn't particularly no. great, but it also was not the worst. So I will take it.
1: He's he's uh, he's definitely not as stiff as I thought he would be moving around the ring. However, I remember during the match one real offensive move, like. He would just, like, a knee lift, and then, like, basically, I'm very large, and I can move you around whatever I want to. And then uh, a running cross body, which did impress me for, for his size, moving like that. And that's it. That was literally it in the match. Now, I really liked his, like, spinning, like, just tossing um, razor's edge thing. I thought that was kind of cool, but he didn't do it during the match, so we'll see. I mean, I'm willing to let the guy improve. Um, sure. Uh, but I did not. I did not see somebody in in the two minutes he was in the match who looked like he did not belong in a wrestling ring.
0: Yes, I didn't see that. Which is which is good. I think it was smart that it was a squash. I'm as I said. Uh, On previous broadcasts this week, I met my parents this week and my mom was like, who the hell is that real big dude? And who are those children in the ring with him, basically? And that's what it's meant to look like, right? Like, this is why we got what we did. Eventually, this turns over to Jay Lethal, who applies the lethal injection for the win. Um, But this was this was perfectly what it should have been. It wasn't the best crossbody you're ever going to see from someone. He's like seven feet tall, so of course. Um, but he didn't look completely out of place in a ring, as you said. I think that's about as as well put as you can. Because a lot of times when we see these bigger guys with no real wrestling experience under their belt, they can look a little lost in there. But he was doing what he should. Those, those jobbers who were jobbing did their job perfectly suitably. Um, so that was kind of that. Very short. Uh, and I don't know. Not not more to say. I think this us talking about it was about as long as the Met. So we'll just. No, keep I going. mean like
1: <laughs> him him tossing cruiserweights around is a thing he has. There is no shortage of small gentlemen for him to chuck into the stands. Would w- that would that to be his his uh, his so choosing? Um, so we'll we'll see where they go. I just I don't want to see. The little guys that I love, who are on TV, becoming fodder for this giant guy. Because uh, for a wh- for for a while, there's, there's a temptation to to have the very very big guy work with the smally small guys to make him look even bigger. Um, but he's not allowed to do that to Phoenix, for example.
0: Right, but you know he I mean? can do that to um, Fuego or Fuego. whatever. Yeah,
1: absolutely, like- Fuego's the guy to do that too.
0: There's people who are there to eat pins and um, that works. And there's also people like it always cracks me up because I feel like while I understand the point of that visual, I don't like it when that visual is reiterated to me week after week after week. It makes me think you think that I'm an idiot. I think it would be way cooler if you could do something with someone from bear country and put them through a table because... Mm -hmm. Of course, you can throw a little guy around. What can you do with someone who's a big dude? Like, I find that far more impressive. So right. um, Graham be chiming and saying they're Jabba now. Job That'd be person. yeah, that would uh that's definitely what they are in NXT. So definitely. <laughs> um a couple of super chats and humper chats about this. Uh Jake Salazar chiming in saying Satnam is already better than Omos. Uh I don't know if we can. I'm not willing to deduce that conclusion off of the sample size of what we've got tonight, but I would say... I I
1: will say he certainly has the potential to be um, better than Omos, because I'm not impressed by Omos. I can't say, after watching him for a minute and a half, if he's better than a guy who at least I've seen matches of. Um, Yes. That's all.
0: And we've got the bad one, Jambier, saying, the jobbers jobbed very job... the job very jobbingly. They did. That is a great little, like, SAT...
1: Right. Example
0: of different parts of a sentence <laughs> with jobbing. Yeah. Um, we move along to the only segment that actually matters tonight, yeah, which absolutely. is Hookhausen. Yeah. Um. <laughs> well, this is just a lot of fun. They're continuing this, moving right along. We see um, Dan Hasen pull up on his golf cart and he is talking about the new cars that he and Hook got and showing off his sweet ride. <sighs> And, and then
1: he says, like, "The Ferraris or uh, PT cruisers? <laughs> like, you want to, you, you want to see you want to see Hook's car? Okay." And he drives away, and then Hook <laughs> pulls up in, in another one of those whatever the hell those things are, um, and he just does the does the the push down of the sunglasses thing, and then drives away because it's like
0: <laughs> he d- he had to make it look cool. He, he had to. Look. He's hook and I love when um they But when Danhausen gets asked where's Hook and he was like he'll show you and then this kind yeah. of rolls off. This is just fun. This is fun. I'm sure there'll be more stuff with Tony Nese going on, but Hookhausen is over like Rover. What a blast. So we move along to Velvet Sky. Velvet Sky. Oh my gosh. Red Velvet versus Chris Statlander or Highlander depending on who you follow um for uh I thought this was a very good match from Chris and I thought this was a stronger showing from Velvet she still has work to do but I really liked this match because I felt like she was um she slowed down a little bit and she has a propensity in my opinion to kind of bite off more than she can chew as far as um, some of the more acrobatic stuff and not that she can't land it, but I'm just very concerned when she like dives to the outside that she's going to seriously injure herself. I think this grounded approach works a little bit better for her. It definitely feels a little bit more heel. We of course also see that red velvet was accompanied by the baddies. Um, but I thought this match was a lot of fun. A couple of spots worth calling out. I thought, my favorite spot of the match was the sleeper hold into the ring where Chris just kind of dumped her back in, but she uh-huh. was walking and climbing the ropes uh with Velvet on her back. I thought that was fantastic. That blue thunderbob from Chris, holy moly, that was a lot of fun. And I really liked the roll through into the suplex spot. She's done that a few times now and it pops to me every time because it's just such a a logical counter and something that shows off her strength immediately all in one. She eventually wins with the Friday night fever. We see the baddies and Stokely Hathaway at ringside, eventually coming in to beat Chris down after. But before we get into the post-match shenanigans, what did you think of this match? Uh,
1: I thought it was uh, one of, uh, sorry, one of uh, Red Velvet's strongest outings. Um, I think that uh, Chris Statlander is on another level right now. Um, And... Uh, I, I've always I've always been saying that I think it was going to be somebody, a, a big time signing, a, a surprise to come in and take the title off off of Jade. But I think it would be um, a a wild misuse of talent, uh, especially the, the the how over she is to not just pull the plug on Chris. Uh, pull the plug. That's not the right way. Pull the plug is the wrong one.
0: But hold the, hold pull the,
1: the trigger. trigger. There it <laughs> is. Pull the trigger. Um, don't pull the plug. Don't don't do that. Pull the trigger. That's very different. Uh, and uh, well, it sounds the same though. If you pull the plug, that somebody dies. But if you pull the trigger,
0: uh, also so, somebody oh, boy, dies.
1: Or is Chris Statlander the gun? I'm very confused. Anyway, um, Chris Statlander. The smoking
0: should. guns were already a team. I don't they, know. I don't, I don't know what's going it's on. All getting um, mixed up. Yeah.
1: Uh, so, Chris Statlander should be the one to, to, to dethrone Jade. I, I think they know that, and they're going to be building toward whenever that can happen. It might not happen until All Out, but I think that they know that that's what they're doing right now. I like that they're, that they're creating a little faction warfare among the women. Um, but I think the one that emerges from the opposing faction to be the one to dethrone Jade, I think Jade might defend against Athena first but then Chris is the one that actually gets the job done.
0: So we do have some super chats and humper chats rolling in about this. This was, I think, the, probably um, some of the strongest story we've seen around the this title in a really long time. So yeah. I do like seeing that. With Athena seemingly next to FaZe Jade, my gut says that Chris may actually be the one to dethrone her, which is what Alex just said. That said, I'm happy with either I after a very lengthy and star making for Jade title reign. Think somebody that can work at the caliber that Chris is at would be great. Not saying Athena's not, but there is something nice about rewarding someone who has been with your company this long, who has grown so much. And I don't think Athena necessarily needs the title to feel like a top star. She just kind of walked in as one. Um, and we got more super chats and humper chats that yep. came in about this. Shotgun29 also saying, Here Chris is born to be queen. She's the princess of the universe. We love it. Little, little mm-hmm. former alien Chris Statlander growing yeah. up right in front of our eyes. Lord Jackson saying, I know Alex has been fantasy booking Athena to be Jade for ages, even before she showed up at AEW months before that. Before she was released from NXT, yeah, I think.
1: I think I did, yeah.
0: But he says, "I'm sorry, it's Chris. It has to be Athena. Will have her moment in AEW, but this is Dad's time." Also, heel Velvet is so good. I'm really liking heel Velvet. The too. first half of that, I think we addressed, which is good. Yeah. Um, but I, I think heel Velvet feels heels are just more fun, and for someone with her like stirred up gimmick, I think that um, it, it's just more fitting. This whole baddies thing is working really well, and yeah. I'm happy to see that. Hey, what's that over there saying? Really pushing for Sunny Kiss and Maki Ito to be baddies. Sunny Kiss needs to be a baddie. I'm going to say it. every week, yep. every single week. Yep. Um, So let me throw this at you then. Mm-hmm. This feels like an easier solution to the problem. I was of the mindset that you bring in Stokely as the publicist, you have Smart Mark, who's been like agent manager, right? And then my whole thing was like the timing of Stokely coming in feels a little sus because it feels like Jade should be dropping the title soon. And I thought it was going to be to Athena. And then it's like, well, you kind of just gave this stable a managerial figure. Um, But maybe in my head, the creative play was like, well, maybe he goes from being a publicist to the actual manager and said, like, listen, that wouldn't have happened if I was managing you. But you got this clown smart marking around and that's the official exit of that do you think you just keep riding this train until all out and Chris wins there? Um, And you don't even have to kind of cross that creative bridge. Cause that did feel like a little bit of attention to me of like this manager came in and now um, she's going to lose the title felt like odd timing.
1: Um, I depend. I I guess it depends on, on, on there. They have been really good about finding ways to protect people uh, when they lose. Um, So if you were to have her lose the title, um, they could do it in a way that um that without it being too schmozzy that feels like we had to take that title off of her, um uh, because we don't want to do title for title and we desperately want to do Jade Cargill versus Thunder Rosa, so um so that it may be that kind of a thing that they can they can do it in that way, um uh, but I I, I would not be surprised to see, let's say Jade Cargill loses the title to Chris Statland or TBS title at All Out. I would not be surprised to see her be the one to face uh, Thunder Rosa, if Thunder Rosa still got the title, at full gear. Like, you could easily just have her go get pissed and start wrecking everybody. Demand matches twice a week so she can build up that record and go, I am undeniable. I am coming after that belt. That thing, whatever. This is what I'm doing. I'm coming after this because also maybe Thunder Rosa – you know, get, goes afoul of her. And so Jade gets pissed at her specifically and says, I'm going to ruin your life. There's a lot of cool stuff you could do. I don't know if they're going to do it. They haven't done a lot of great women's storytelling uh, recently or ever. But uh, this this <laughs> faction warfare is the first time I've been really excited to see where all of this goes.
0: Yeah, so we should talk about that after the match, the Betty start to... Um... Beat down Chris, who Anna J runs in to help, and just as Athena is running in, security and referees stop her. Darn it. I Darn guess it. not everyone can be Ward, though. Not anybody. <laughs> not everyone can just no. go power bombing and yeeting through. No. Hey, what's that over there saying? I would still have Mark as Jade's lawyer so we can see Stokely and Smart Mark arguing over the direction of Jade. That's kind of what I was thinking was like, It it feels very intentional to have someone come in as a publicist like that does not feel like an accident. So I feel like at some point, and it'll be great when we do, we'll get Smart Mark and and Stokely kind of um, teeing off on each other, which could be really, really fun. And then um, in my head, Stokely overtakes the whole camp. Yeah. Um, And Smart Mark has plenty of other clients in AEW that he can go help. Uh, we've got Joseph Snurk saying, with all the talk of pulling plugs and triggers, Alex, are you trying to simply say that everybody Everybody dies? dies. Oh, I miss Lance Archer being on my TV. I love that guy. Um, so we get quick back to backs here of American Top Team and Miro basically setting up a match between Miro and Scorpio Sky, which I think is a fantastic move. Um, The only thing that's a little- I'm sorry, Ethan Page. Yes, I think eventually what we will get to um, is Miro and Scorpio Sky and that this is nice because I think we're going to see um, some development away from Sammy Guevara and that terrible, terrible, terrible (laughs) angle that is finally dead. It is done, it is over. Congratulations to Sammy and Tay on their engagement. I don't need to see you fighting for the TNT title on my screen anymore um this just proves two things one Miro rules as you know and share an opinion of two ethan page is just one of the best on the mic and i've said it from day one that like ethan page of anybody does not need someone to speak for them neither does scorpio sky like i feel like dan lambert was a bad call from the get but um if the intention of these video packages or these promos are to promote a match I am in on this idea. I can't wait to see it. What did you think of these?
1: Um, well, the, the, the Miro package was just the promo thing that they had him um, cut before his match with Morrison. Um, mixed with footage of that match. Um, I'm very excited to see him back. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing him have a new one of these things every week if he's not going to be actually wrestling. Um, but the star of this whole thing was, um, Ethan Page, who is, um, I don't know, top 10, maybe better promos in all of wrestling 5 might be, he might be top five, honestly. Like he never does a thing where he was speaking where I don't believe every single word Mm -hmm. that comes out of his mouth. He also has fantastic, uh, rhetoric, like is the turns of phrase that he's using of like, um Miro uh so you 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 thank god when you're the champion did you also blame him when you when you lost because you can't take the blame for yourself the only person the only thing that that Ethan Page looks up to is himself the only thing that Ethan Page believes in is himself the only thing that Ethan Page prays to is himself like that's that's some good stuff um Ethan Page is not going to beat Miro, I don't think, in this match. Um, I would love it if the reason he doesn't is Dan Lambert screws things up. Uh, And so we can expedite the removal of Dan Lambert from my television every Wednesday and Friday permanently. Um, But, um, yeah, Miro... You may think Miro's Miro's moving towards Scorpio Sky. I think Wardlow's moving towards Scorpio Sky. I think Miro is winning this new championship. I think this new championship was created with a guy like Miro in mind because here's a championship you don't have to defend all that much, but he can just put it on him and just let him be the 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 champion of of other places um, uh, because he's so good with a title around his waist. Uh, there's some some stuff there that's. Um, it's very, very intriguing to me about this this fatal four way uh, at at Forbidden Door, but I think I think Miro might come out with the whole thing. But this this match with Ethan Page should be amazing. And yeah, Ethan, e- yeah, uh, uh, on uh, next week, Miro, you will pray to me. Was just a really, really good, so stuff.
0: great, yeah, so great. One thing that I love about Ethan Page's mic work overall <laughs> is just how good he is about. Staying in his own world while stepping into his opponents. Like, I feel like he is so... And that's so important for a heel to do. Especially. Like, it's incredible how much he is operating at as himself. But getting into the mind or stepping into the world of whoever his opponent is. Just makes everything feel very real. That's why I'm such an Eddie Kingston Mark II partner. But I agree with you. I wish that Dan Lambert were nowhere to be found. You know what I mean? Yes. I wish that he was untraceable I wish that he was using like a VPN of sorts maybe like the best VPN in the game which you can get for the lowest price by using the code fightful I don't know I'm maybe on the road Sean can right tell
2: us. now but I'm not missing any of my favorite shows that are region blocked or Out of my area, so to speak, because I've got NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Now, you can also use that code Fightful. Avoid price discrimination on flights. Avoid missing your shows because they're region blocked. And get 70% off your NordVPN plan, plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, so you have nothing to lose. NordVPN.com slash Fightful has made things so much easier for me. As I get back into traveling and start to remember that certain things aren't available to watch when I travel or even when I'm home because they're region blocked, I'm able to find pay-per-views that are much cheaper thanks to NordVPN.com slash Fightful. It's an investment in yourself and how can you pass up that deal? 70% off plus one additional month free. NordVPN.com slash Fightful or use that code Fightful.
0: Oh my goodness. And with all the money you're saving, what are some ways you could go spend it? I don't know, by subscribing to Fightful Select, perhaps? Yeah. Maybe for just $5 a month so you can find out things ahead of time. Like that key people in WWE were so excited about how Gunther is translating to the main roster, which we'll talk about later. You can find out more details about everything that's going on with Adam Cole and how he's been working a little banged up and, There's just so much you can learn at Fightful Select, but you can also send in your super chats and your chats at humperchats.com to support us. And by golly, if you could leave us a thumbs up so people could find us in the YouTube algorithms, that would be just delightful. So here we are. Uh, Graham B. chiming in saying that I want to see Miro tear the FTW belt into pieces. That'd be real, real fun. I think Starks versus Miro could be an absolute blast. Hey, what's that over there saying? Can't wait for promos between Miro and Malachi. Wow. I didn't even think about that. But yeah, like God's favorite champion declaring war on the pagans that reside in the House of Black. I didn't even think about like the um, both of them are so good about this like spiritual otherworldly thing, but staying in reality. Um, That could be gangbusters both in ring and story-wise that could be really really i
1: i i hope they don't get cute um and and do something where it's not malachi and miro who win these next two matches i i feel like they i feel like they know what they're doing i think the matches are going to be great uh but i think that the winners of those matches are 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 pretty well set in stone um and i don't i don't know what they're going to do as far as who's coming out of uh the new japan quarter of the bracket But whoever that is that's added of this thing, this this Fatal 4-Way is worth the price for Forbidden Door for me by itself.
0: How do you feel in general about adding another title? Because the pros for me are we have a very bloated roster, Mm -hmm. right? I think it's really good that it's because we have such a wealth of talent that it's forcing another belt rather than we have 900 belts all the time. But at the same time, I'm a little concerned because we still have all of the ROH stuff to iron out. And I'm assuming that these rosters are going to have some crossover. So that does feel like it's kind of getting belt heavy. And damn it, if they just would give the women tag team titles, I'd have less of a problem with this in general. How do you feel about the addition of this third belt?
1: I'm okay with it, uh, provided that uh, Ring of Honor, uh, those titles stay in Ring of Honor uh, the way I've always thought of it. Is that when, if, 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 and when Ring of Honors to get its own TV or, or, um, or run its own shows, uh, maybe pay per views or whatever, that those, uh, titles would be there and not here. Perhaps the champs might show up on AEW TV, but they wouldn't be wrestling for those titles once ROH is a thing. Um, my, my own preference would be that if you're a champion in ROH, you're not on AEW and that opens up another spot for somebody else to be featured on television um so if that's the case fine i just don't know how long we are going to have to wait for that to be the case i also feel like this new championship might have some more um uh, uh uniqueness to it like i don't know if it's gonna be like whatever they call it a specific name for a championship in stardom where you're only allowed to defend the title against somebody who's not from your own country which yes. is a which is a really cool idea, especially with all these because they got a huge international roster. So I love the idea of of that. Um, that could be really cool. Like imagine um, Pack
0: holding it, right? Yeah. and he could go to the UK and be at home, and he could go to right. Japan and kick I mean, people and, real yeah, hard. And, and,
1: the, the, and <laughs> that being maybe like the the winner holder of that title, maybe kind of being like the ambassador of AEW, going to all these different places. And, and having these awesome matches um to like kind of like you know get people interested in, from from abroad I think' there's, there's some really cool stuff to do there I think there's a danger in having too many titles if the titles are just props if it's yeah. just like I'm a champion but I'm not actually doing anything for the title you know I think that happens more more often elsewhere but yeah
0: well, unsurprisingly, we have people that want to talk about this. Hey, what's that over there saying? I think that that four-way is going to be Miro, Malachi, Pack, and Ishii or Suzuki. Oh. I, Yeah, I think probably Ishii would be my guess, but that sounds right to me. That sounds good. And he also says, with all the new titles, I hope Tony brings back ROH champions versus All-Star. Wow, yeah. I'm very intrigued to see what happens with ROH. Like, that's going to, I think, mm-hmm. um, I think it... I don't think they introduce this title without having ideas like that in mind. I would hope yeah. not. So, yeah. Um, but we are coming down the home stretch of rampage. Get in your super chats and your humper chats. We're going to clean up some of these ones from previous segments before we head into the main event here. Like talk at 29 saying that Tannhausen knows that only real stars drive PT cruisers. It's mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's basically like D from it's always sunny and nobody yeah. else. And that's, that's what right. a star is in my book. So yeah, Mark Quill chiming in via humper chat saying Hook House and his AEW tag champions. I don't know who they beat, but it'd be worth it for the reactions. I, in general, am not a fan of um, making moments and not reigns. And if they got the tag titles before Proud and Powerful, I would probably throw my computer right. out my window.
1: I gotcha. Um, uh, with some, when somebody was, I forget what it was. It was like. Wh- might have been like uh, somebody asking me who are all the people you want to see in the trios tournament if they have a tournament. Um, and I was like, put everybody in there. Like, like start throwing people together who you wouldn't think should be together. And one of the things that I came up with that people said was a stroke of genius. And I'm like, you know what? I am a genius. Hook, <laughs> Hookhausen and Wardlow should have a Cinderella run to like the semifinals where, where somehow Danhausen gets all the pinfalls. Like, I, I think they, they, they are only two of us. We need another guy. Who could it be? Hey, you. Like, and if it's Wardlow, was like, yeah, sure. Sure, guys, I'll do this. Like, I think that could be a really fun thing. But there's, like, I, I, I don't even think they should win, but I love Hookhausen, like, actually going on a run and getting close to the championship at one point. might be fun.
0: I would love to sit inside your brain sometime. We got a super chat coming in from the bad one, Jambeard, saying, I usually hate lumberjack matches, but Jay losing the title in a lumberjack match to either Stat or Athena would be a way to void the baddies. It would. Um, I have never liked a single lumberjack match in my life. (laughs) It's just the worst stipulation. Ever, but you're right and that it's a good way to equalize them. It seems like they're trying to build up this kind of weird thrown together face trio with Anna Jay yeah. and Athena. Well, we're
1: definitely getting that six woman tag before we get any t- title matches. And we should. Um, I'm, yes, I'm, we I'm should. okay
0: with that. Yeah, because um, it's
1: it just just It kind of stinks that the, the last major women's title um transference happened in a steel cage. Because that's the they, we had to we had to make sure Jamie Hayter and Rebel couldn't uh, Rebel not Reba couldn't couldn't get couldn't get to them like it's the same basic idea. Uh, otherwise, I would love to. Are you telling? Are you kidding me? Athena doing one of those friggin' O faces off the top of the cage. My to God! Wouldn't
0: that be great? <sighs> it's true. They might run that back. They could do it in a steel cage too, if it makes yes. sense for the story. I don't care if that's the case. Uh, So we'll keep rolling down the hill. Um, Hey, what's that over there saying? Maybe Wardlow, Silver, and Reynolds. I don't know. I'm hesitant to pair Wardlow up with anybody else. And he should be hesitant because the last time he...
1: Unless it's Hookhausen, you mean.
0: Unless it's Hookhausen, Fine, I'll give it to you. you. So we're going to roll to the main event here. FTR and Trent versus the United Empire um, out of New Japan, which was... Fun to see. I like the way that they've cracked open said forbidden door without busting it completely wide open. Um, It's been great to familiarize the U.S. crowd that might not be following New Japan with some of New Japan's talent. Uh, Before we get into the match, we have Jeff Perugio saying that, can they give Trent some music? Him coming out with no friends with the outdated alien stat graphics bothers me. I'm not going to read the second part of that, but part of me agrees. Um... Yeah, Trent, I, it's kind of weird. There's a, two factions that are kind of like factions, not factions right now. There's a few, actually. There's Dark Order, which feels kind of lost, and Best Friends feels kind of lost, and Andrade Family Office kind of feels lost, though him on pay-per-view saying, all these guys do is lose, I'm ready for some winners, seems to be giving it some direction. Um but yeah, I don't know what becomes of best friends with Orange Cassidy out and with Wheeler joining Blackpool Combat Club. Like it feels a little lost. So it's not even a matter of like they should give him his own stuff as much as like I would just like there to be clarity around whichever identity he's su- well, supposed like, to I mean, have.
1: I, I don't I don't I don't know what was up this this past Wednesday when they taped this. White Chuck uh, Taylor and um, Rocky Romero, who's been around like Rapungy Vice, just. Just make them, make them, add them to the tag division permanently. If you, if you want to, like, I, I have no problem doing that. They're great. So.
0: Yo, that theme is a banger. The Rapongi Vice theme. I love mm-hmm. that theme. Yeah. More about your Hookhausen theory. Uh, the Bad One beard saying, Alex, I see your hook Danhausen, Wardlow's Trios team, and I raise you Hookhausen and War Horse.
1: <sighs> see, the thing for me is the reason that, that, uh, I don't think he's a necessarily a comedy wrestler the way that Danhausen's character is that but Warhorse and Danhausen together might be a bit much the idea to me is the juxtaposition of the of of Hook too cool for school and Danhausen makes it a really fun little uh, interplay between the two of them and then if you add the very charismatic giant guy who power bombs everybody it becomes almost like a weird mismatched marvel comics trio like it like like colossus and wolverine and and nightcrawler or something where it doesn't make sense but it works
0: i i mean we'll we just have to wait and see (laughs) i don't disagree with you but i don't know if i fully agree with you we'll find out (laughs) we've got cranby saying someday preston vance will unmask and team with wardlow that would be That'd be Some fun. nasty sirloin sons of beef. What does what does Sean say? Sirloin beef sons sons of bitches. Of bitches. Yeah. yeah, that's a little bit of a tongue twister for me. I don't know why. Oh, so main event time. This was a really fun way to close out the show. Um, kind of an inconsequential mass, match, but a fun one. Trent had an awesome tornado DDT and moonsault in this match. I hope he was selling his ankle on that landing.
1: Oh man, he was. He, if he was selling it. That is like Oscar worthy. That was he, he would not put any weight on that leg for the he was hop, he was doing he was doing moves where he would literally would hop into it on one leg and put no weight on it. I was I he better not be seriously injured because he I spent know, he all that time back. on the show <laughs> and he's been doing great work. I, I really hope he's okay.
0: I do too. Um he's he's also lean as hell like he got in great condition he got a fantastic so. condition holding good thoughts for him i hope he's not injured i feel like if it was that serious we probably would have heard about it by now because this oh. was a taped episode oh somebody said he's really injured look up darn it i'll talk to it while you look that up um i loved kind of the ending spot of fletcher missing in the corner um I thought we got a really awesome Snapdragon suplex from uh, Dax Harwood in this. And I am just going to reassert my belief that Snapdragon suplexes are the most fun suplex in the whole wide world. They're great. Um, And Trent's finisher, I don't even remember what it was called, but it looked really, really cool. I couldn't hear.
1: They called it Storm Zero, I thought. I
0: thought they called it Storm Zero, okay, but it's just, it's hard sometimes when Excalibur yells at me. And I couldn't make out what he fully said. I love Excalibur. I think he's great. But sometimes he yells the ending of the match at you. Um,
1: Man with the mask. Can you please take it down a notch?
0: (laughs) But the strong zero. Okay. I couldn't. I heard zero real loud and clear. I couldn't remember what it was called. But um, a really, really fun finisher. That stinks if Trent is really hurt. Strong
1: zero. Strong zero. There you go.
0: Um, but this was a fun though, inconsequential closer. I think I haven't seen a lot of Fletcher. I thought he really stood out in this match. I thought he was really, really good. Um, I kind of follow new Japan peripherally. I followed it really closely. And then when the evil title reign up till now hit, I just haven't been as fully engrossed. And I watch a lot of of other wrestling every week, but, um, I thought Fletcher looked great. I know Will Ospreay is polarizing for a variety of reasons, but in the ring, I think he is absolutely fantastic. We've seen him go from like high flyer to putting on a ton of muscle and getting a really, really strong ground game. Um, And now seems kind of somewhere in between. Like he's still very, very built, but I feel like he leaned out a little bit. He's a really, really great in-ring worker. I understand why people have some issues with him, but um, I thought this was really fun. FTR continue to be one of the the best tag teams in the world. This was a really fun match. And it just felt like everybody was speaking the same language. Like everybody was on the pa- the same page this whole time, which I think is not always the case in these six fans, right? They can get a little bit messy. Um, but this was like, they were all coming from the same world and philosophy of wrestling. So everything was really logical in this match. It made a lot of sense. What did you think closing this out?
1: Um, uh F- ftr is my jam man. yeah <laughs> just i just, i love them so much uh the way they they work together the way they they work uh like they have such uh, perfect chemistry it almost feels like they're two halves of the same wrestler and then you watch them each in different moments being uh being in the ring and they're wildly different but that's the whole thing. Is like they, they, they they're basically the same body type. Um they have they 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 work so well together that there seems like they're extensions of the same mind. And yet, okay, so this is the time where where uh cash is gonna be in here. here's gonna be babyface in peril. Let's watch how he does it. And it's completely different if you if you put Dax in there in the same spot. Um I, I just I love both these guys so much. And I I the most of the match was hard for at least the second half of it was just watching Trent. Like when he hop, when he hobbled in on one leg and dove across the ring to make the save on a cover, I was like, I, that he's, he's working, working through the ankle and the lower leg so much. I hope he didn't like snap a bone or something. Cause I, I mean, I haven't, I, I see people say he's hurt. He's hurt. He's hurt. I can't find any confirmation uh, on, online uh, of that or not, but he certainly looked like he was. Um, yeah. I'm, that was hard for me to to, to concentrate on other things yeah. because of that. But I, I will say I, lo- I I I was wholly unfamiliar with Ozzy Open. Um I really like those two guys. I obviously I know Will Ospreay, I know what he can do in the ring. Um, but I really like Mark Davis. Like he was Yeah. Like, the way just he just I just love a big bruiser who just likes to just, just elbow people in the throat and then throw them down on the ground. I just love guys like that
0: yes and um it's kind of fun because i feel like he was their ring general a little bit and dax was the ring general on the other Mm -hmm. side and it's just i'm always so inspired by seeing that kind of stuff like it's it's really fun um to just see people that fit their roles doing their roles so damn perfectly like it's it is um shows what an array of people you can get in one match and it also just makes for like a cleaner match when everybody kind of knows their place a little bit in my opinion so i thought this was the blast uh to close out rampage we are setting up for road rager which there's a lot of things i love about aew the names of some of their specials ain't one of them um but there's a lot of great stuff coming down the pike for that including that hair versus hair match um, which I am pumped about. That has historically been a great episode of television uh, in the past.
1: Wardlow uh, murdering uh, 20 security guards. <laughs> we run. Also uh, the death of Jeff Hardy. So that'll be fun for us all to watch live and in person uh, as they decide, Jeff, uh, you've looked at, like you're in really bad shape. What should we do? Trio <laughs> three-way ladder match for the
0: title. God. Jeff's
1: like, all right, vaya con Dios, everybody. Jeez. Yeah,
0: I don't know. Sending Cody out there kind of seems like negligence, hold yeah. my beer kind of thing. <laughs> feels like I'm not super excited for that. I am wondering if the Hardys are going to walk away with those tag titles from that match because it feels like they're gearing up for this like one last run thing. But yeah. we will see. And we will also flip over into SmackDown. And you know what SmackDown is, Alex? What's that? It's the blue brand. Did you know that? It,
1: it is. It is the blue brand
0: can you think of anything else that might be might be blue
1: um uh some i mean balls uh.
0: <laughs> balls might be blue
1: yeah could be could be
0: <laughs> could be i'm talking blue chew though blue chew an alternative to viagra and cialis which gosh darn it sean ross is here to tell us all about
2: I hear you. Times are rough. We just got out of uh, a a wild situation, a wild year, and people are saying, you know what, it's a hard-knock life. But I disagree. Instead, I believe it's a hard-cock life when you use Blue Chew and the code Fightful and you get your first shipment free. Free? All you got to do is pay $5 shipping? Blue Chew? Is made with the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. But They work on your schedule. Full stomach, empty stomach, ready to go, want to get in the mood. Blue Chew has you covered. Instead of treated, we get tricked. Instead of kisses, we get kicked. I don't think so. More like somebody's getting dicked when you use bluechew.com. No awkward conversations with the doctor. Because, I mean, you know, I'm all about not being awkward, no waiting in line at the pharmacy. It's because they work with their online physicians to get the active ingredient you need and it ships straight to your door. BlueChew.com and the code Fightful gets you your first shipment free. That's how confident they are. Free. Use that promo code Fightful. Hardcock life.
0: I prefer the more awkward ad reads from sean which makes doing this when he's not here all the more fun but we're gonna clean up the rest of these rampage super chats that we're going to finally flip into smackdown uh-
2: this show is sponsored by better help if you had an extra hour in your day what is the first thing that you would do read a book take a nap play some video games do something for a friend volunteer
1: But you're the Filet-O-Fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time.
2: And if you love the Filet-O-Fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
0: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Bad One Jim Beard, saying, Jeff Hardy must be sacrificed to the ratings gods. That's kind of what this feels like. Uh we got hey that what's that over there saying? It's crazy to look at Will and Ricochet's career paths after the Super Junior match all those years ago. Yes. Um a yeah. lot of your favorite AEW stars, especially and definitely some in WWE too, came from that era of ROH and that era of New Japan and it set up the current wrestling landscape for like god what, 15 years now probably. Yeah. That's- crazy and jack jake salazar chiming in saying the will osprey moves he's a shoot wizard he is a wizard suck it jericho <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. but um we had and a lot of
1: sean wanted to be a pastor really with <laughs> with your with your hard hard cock life you're gonna put that in the sermon father father sean
0: father sean That was fun. We sometimes get storytelling on Sour Graps with Sean, and that was one of the stories he told. Um, so we do have some things to talk about with SmackDown, but nobody wants to talk about it. So we're also going to talk about two other things. Uh Um, One was that Paige announced that she'll be leaving WWE July 7th. She of course has been retired due to injury at a very young age, but had signed, I think one of those like legacy contracts or something similar that said that she would still be under the WWE banner doing ambassador work. We've seen her do managerial work on screen, even though she couldn't compete. So um, it seems like that time is coming to an end. We had the bad one, Jan Beard, saying, if Paige makes her way to AEW, I want her to come in and be the manager mouthpiece for a new team of Serena Deem and Maria Shafir and eventually join as a trio. I'm very intrigued to see what happens next for her. I don't know... Like she could go run her makeup line or she could go be backstage. I mean, my God, I would love for there to be a stronger female presence backstage in AEW. I think that would be great. She could be an on-screen talent, Um, but she could probably do some of those things at WWE would be my guess if she wanted to be doing that, but maybe she doesn't want to do it in that environment anymore. Who knows? Do you have any... Hope's dreams, wishes for Paige, other than obviously continued health and her own happiness.
1: Yeah, those, those, very, yeah. very much those. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, whatever she wants to do. Um, I mean, she's, she can just, she, honestly, she could just stream on Twitch for the rest of her life and be totally yeah. fine. Like, you know, like it's a life. If you pretty good work, if you could get it. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, uh, if she would want to come back, um, I, I do think she has a, a good mind for the business um, and could absolutely uh, add something by being somebody who could talk for somebody. Um, like I think of somebody that was the suggestion of Maria Shafir, having Paige as a, as a, as a, as a you know, a, 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 um, someone who could talk for would be really good, a mouthpiece. Um, but I, yeah, I, I would love to see what, she, what, like if she wanted to get into creative, creative side of things, of of booking, something like what Maria Canellas did. I would love to see what what Paige's ideas would be for how to book a women's division.
0: I think so too. And even from a training perspective, like she might not be able to get in the ring in the same way, but I think she could definitely help on that side because she was so skilled in the ring before she unfortunately had to retire so, so young. Um, And then the other piece of news that came out was that Cody is out for nine months. We kind of talked about how that is probably a load of crap in all likelihood, mm-hmm. or it means that he was an idiot for wrestling with a, a torn peck, which was my hypothesis. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we do have some people chiming in with their thoughts, like follow up saying that, Oh, he'll make a miraculous return at Royal rumble. Yeah. I think nine months is setting up a Royal rumble return and the bad one jambeard uh-huh. saying, I mean, seven months would be around rumble time. So maybe he'll come back early surprising everyone and winning the rumble i think that's a very 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 real possibility um and some thoughts people love team Kalex, you know so we're gonna go through some of those they
1: they do apparently
0: even matthew Plotz, who is normally in here being so nasty to us you know but today he said he's been listening to the show for a while tonight and he's got to say alan katie have made shockingly salient points and have been captivating from the start. Another excellent episode in the books from the two best in the business.
1: See, I, I don't trust him. I feel like this is setting us up for, for something. He's, you know what? He Mr. sent Fettin. it in
0: before the show started, so.
1: you wouldn't need, yeah, see, there it is. It's all, <laughs> mm, don't trust it.
0: I don't either. We got Mark Quill chiming in saying, NordVPN, the service that you can use to hide your pizza purchasing habits from anyone. <laughs> now you can order pizza of your choice without anyone knowing. Use the code FIFUL. For fifty percent off of NordVPN, buddy. No,
1: no. It's Nord, NordVPN. Noid oh, he said. Somebody annoyed. was using it in the in the chat was confusing Nord for VPN for Noid VPN, Noid. which is the which of course you can't avoid the Noid.
0: You can't. It's just yeah. impossible. Yeah. Mark Osborne also saying Sean got a glow up. Your banks look great. Sean did get a glow up today. Oh. People love
1: us. Yeah.
0: <laughs> NCB saying bonus tower grabs. Take my money. Is the jukebox working tonight, buddy? Sure. This isn't this isn't some Fonzie jukebox that you have to go around smacking to make it work. All right, we've mm-hmm. always got this. <laughs> so switching into SmackDown, yeah. uh, Jay Rodriguez saying, "I'm going to be at Money in the Bank. Rhea versus Bianca will be a banger. Hell yeah! Well, that is one of the matches I'm looking to forward most from what mm-hmm. I can see." Um, and Mark Losper saying, "Here, I thought you were going to say SmackDown was ma ma mid." I didn't watch it, but it seems safe to say. Uh, Mid is probably highly rated for tonight's episode, would you say? Mm. Yeah, I would. That's that's kind of where I'm at. Um, The matches were good, but there were like two of them. And the booking was bad. (laughs) Shocker. Um, So I will Um, say this. We didn't start off with like a 20-minute promo, which was refreshing. However...
1: I mean... Yes.
0: Like, we're at the point where that is a, a bonus in my book. Yes. Like, the fact that we started pretty much within ring action is, like, that's something that, that's, that's how low the bar is. However, what we started with is a matchup between Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. And since August of last year, these two, not in one-on-one matches, but in some amalgamation, have been in the ring, according to Cage Match, 25 times since last August, and they have been in the ring together 52 times under the WWE umbrella. That counts. House shows, that counts. You know, battle royals, all sorts of stuff that isn't traditional, like one-on-one matches or six fans or whatever. But oh my God, give these guys something new to do. I will say it's a little bit more acceptable for a 903 match to be when it's a qualifying match because there is a reason at least in place. However, this qualifying match ended in a DQ. I could sit here and talk about how good the, the Michinoku driver was from Drew. And I could talk about like how hard hitting Seamus was and that it was cool for Drew to use the white noise off the top ropes. But are you the, the way they went out of their way to add stakes to have it end ended a DQ. I actually messaged Alex and in my head was maniacally laughing at the fact that um, Alex was jun- going to join me on a stream. And this is how we were starting the show. <laughs> Dare I ask what you think?
1: Drew and Sheamus, something new, I see," says uh, Mark <laughs> Um, "I was like,
0: well, wait
1: a minute. Now, there's got to be a reason why we had to do Drew versus. We could have Drew versus anybody. You could have Drew versus literally anybody on the roster. Honestly, I don't understand why it had to be Sheamus again, uh, other than the fact that it was that he was Big D for a night with the New Day, and they had to have that." triple threat and they did it Not triple threat six man tag the, the six man tag the main event one week and then curtain jerker the next week so you had to back-to-back matches like for some reason if you were binge watching stuff from may and june of 2022 and you were binge watching all of smackdown on the on the peacock and you and you get to and you watch and you think you'll have deja vu because you just watched one match and the next episode starts and you watch the same match again that's that's lunacy Okay, so the whole thing starts with him walking toward Gorilla, and then Butch Pete Dunne steps out from the other side of Gorilla, uh, out from outside a curtain, and stands in his way. And just Drew just looks at him and then throws him across the room. <laughs> I was like, "We well, don't have to do that to Pete Dunne, do you?" That's yeah, rude. You Dunne. That was just weird. Why would you book that? I was like, "Oh, I get it. They're setting up an ambush, so they they're gonna they're gonna beat the hell out of him." Before the match, they didn't even do that. Nope. And so Butch is at ringside because apparently Which Holland is hurt, so he's he's going to be out for a while. I guess they said he hurt his knee.
0: I mean, at so least now, they can't six so minutes till the end of time.
1: Yeah, yeah. Now the brawling brutes are just two people, and uh, Drew and Jameis have what they normally have, which is a great brawling, beat them up, like just shoot punching each other in the face. Uh, knocking the crap out of each other type match. But, like, I've seen it a whole hundred times. And I don't care how good it is this time. Um, I, I, I just don't – it didn't appeal to me anyway, especially since little did I know, I guess. But I was like, obviously Drew's winning this because he's been positioned in, on the course. card in a, in a place like this. And that way he can say, leading up to the match, uh, the Money in the Bank match, when I win this, I'm cashing it in. For my clash at the Clashal, the Clash, the Clash Castle, I'm gonna clash. I'm gonna clash it in at the Clash. Gotta
0: clash it in. I'm There's gonna clash it one in way at the Clashal.
1: Um, and so they Even if he didn't actually win the Money in the Bank, he would talk about how that's what he's gonna do when he wins the Money in the Bank. It's all obvious he's gonna win. And little did I know, obviously, that more important to them than predictable booking is dumb booking. So, so they decided to have them. Each grab a chair on the outside of the ring as the ref was counting seven, and hit the chair into each other like into the into the they hit the chairs into the chairs. Like here's a chair, here's a chair, and that was a disqualification. Like it didn't get it wasn't a double countout. There was a double disqualification, which led to them brawling through the entire commercial break and for a long time afterwards, um, because they they hit a chair into each other. They were double DQ because the chairs hit each other. They, they well, were also counted out, but they didn't call it a double count out. It was, I don't understand. Okay. I don't understand why you would do this.
0: I think you don't understand because it makes no sense. But it's, it's the going so far out of your way part for me. And yeah, that is a trash disqualification and a trash double DQ. I'll let you have a whack at this one. Hey, what's that over there saying for something new? Put GYV with Drew and have them beat the bloodline. Oh, buddy, guess where we think GYV is right now?
1: <laughs> they are they're druids wearing pajamas.
0: <laughs> druids and pajamas come running down the stairs. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got Mark Wasper saying, facing off over 50 times. Send for the Reg. Yeah. Yeah, Reg has quit watching wwe programming to my knowledge yeah. um, the bad one Beard, saying i mean drew does fit in with the new day since scotland's national animal is the unicorn also i'm glad i skipped smackdown uh creative seems to have skipped it largely too so you're not alone in that
1: both drew <laughs> and seamus think that because they were both disqualified that they should be
0: in the money in the bank
1: person um that person should be in the money in the bank and drew is like put me in the match and he's like says it really really and Pierce like there's many factors and i haven't decided what i'm going to do just have them do the match over again or not neither of you won the match so neither of you were in the, the thing sorry that's the way it works but um but i don't know like it was just it was weird just I don't know. Is this is this really how we're going to keep Drew busy until he gets his 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 clash the his clash match? Like we're going to have him fight Sheamus twelve more times between now and Labor Day?
0: Yeah, that is what we're going to do. Unfortunately. Uh, Hey, what's that over there? God have mercy on GYB, Mm. buddy. Join us Tuesdays for the SmackDown post show, but don't watch. Or I'm sorry for the NXT post show, but don't watch NXT. Yeah. Um we for some reason get a Cody and Seth video package, which I can't I just can't even acknowledge because this is now a video package for someone who's not going to be on your programming for like nine nine months in your world, seven months in real world. they they have
1: to do it, like they're gonna have to like give us an update every couple of months so we don't forget because it, it becomes you wouldn't do all of this ridiculous fanfare for Cody if you did not have the plan to have him win the Rumble, have him cash it in, like, I mean, like, or whatever. Like, there's, there's, he's winning the title. You, You only do all of this if that guy's winning the title. It just doesn't make a lot of sense.
0: I, so we're going to get to the main event later. Um, And it's what I suspected might happen. I think they're going to have to bring Roman Reigns back earlier than they anticipated. But like the corner that they box themselves into creatively with Cody getting injured, when you put both titles on someone who was taking time off, which makes no sense. And then your other top star getting injured, it was just like, they have left you nothing to care about because of the treatment of their mid card titles. We saw promising signs later tonight that we'll get into, But it is just ridiculous that you took two titles to smush together to put on a guy who isn't there, and you're not doing anything compelling with that story to move it forward. We've talked ad nauseum about bringing up Solo Sokoa from NXT into this picture to make it interesting while Roman is out. But like the idea that you would take a title from one program to put it on someone who's not going to be on either program makes absolutely no sense to me. I'll never understand it. I'll leave it there. Rant. Ranted. (laughs) Ranted. We are moving on to Lacey and Ziya Lee. This is another Money in the Bank qualifying match. I was encouraged to see um, that there were matches with stakes tonight. I was encouraged to see that Money in the Bank would have some barrier of entry rather than just saying. Uh, I'm so excited and I want to be in Money in the Bank because I think I'm really neat and I deserve it. However, we get this Ziya Lee, Lacey Evans um, Lacey gives a a quick promo, kind of just reiterating everything we know about her. Um and we get a match between she and between Lacey and Ziley. Um the crowd doesn't know if Lacey is a healer or a face at this point. She did not get the reaction that I think they were hoping she would get. This match was just not very good. Um i I don't feel like there were a lot of spots to write home abouts. In this at all, I feel like Xia Li had Lacey in a lot of submissions because they are um, kind of the safest thing. Like someone just has to sell in them. And um, there was even a spot in the corner where Lacey was just supposed to hit her with her knees and she she didn't hit that. Um, but it just seems like very, very muddy. They don't know what to do with Xia Li. They took her lightning fists away, which I'm very upset about. She seems to be kind of the heel here. Lacey, I guess they decided is going to be a face, um, but wasn't really getting reactions. Eventually, Lacey hits the women's right, as we all assumed they are pushing her hard, whether we like it or not. Um, but I just didn't feel like this match did anything for either woman, and the crowd seemed confused about who they were supposed to be cheering for, as did I, the viewer at home. Um,
1: I-, I didn't get that at all. This is Baton Rouge; they know who to cheer for. They're cheering for the American. Um, I'm sorry we didn't get USA USA chance. Um, they were ne- they were definitely not cheering for for the mean Chinese lady, uh, that's for sure. Um, this could not be more jingoistic if it was like a Street Fighter Two game, yeah. like the Super Marine versus Mistress of the Martial Arts. I just um, didn't feel like
0: I heard the crowd. I mean, like it, at
1: all. Well, they they weren't a good crowd but they were def- they definitely knew who they were whose side they were on
0: the side of um that's fair.
1: yeah uh lacey's pre-match promo the whole bootstraps thing has got to go man i understand that's a whole philosophy of life but it's absolute you know here's we're talking about terms of phrases that don't make any sense it was the the phrase pull it up by your own bootstraps um was was created as, as satire because if you are laying on the ground and you say, how am I going to get up? I'm going to pull myself up by my own bootstraps. You reach down and grab your own bootstraps. If you're laying on the ground, you cannot pull yourself up. It's an impossible thing to do. It's impossible. It's satire. But we've decided to take it and, like, make it a thing that it's really good to do. It's not possible. So this all this stuff, like, we got you got to wake up, work, and win. It's just – it's not for me. It's, it's a completely like, – I, I like, listen, she obviously made it past some really horrific things in her life. That's great. I'm honestly glad they're not doing the thing they said they were going to do, which was – well, well, that was reported they were going to do, which was use this woman, like, bearing her entire soul to us about the worst parts of her life. I mean, like, And because of that, you're going to boo me. That would be terrible. Like I I don't I'm never gonna cheer for Lacey Evans, but the fact that, that somebody thought like let's use this as a way to get heat on her is a bad idea. And then of okay. course you have Zay Lee come out and say, uh, Lacey Evans is not a winner. Lacey Evans is a whiner. Now I mean, was that really called for? Can we just have a match? Can we just have a match. I understand like you gotta make sure the foreign heel is more healy. but it would just it just felt too much like Zaylee, she doesn't even have a lightning fists anymore because they took are,
0: away her lightning
1: those fists. are baby face lightning fists now she's got a big long like staff sword thing which is more of a heel thing to do this is all ridiculous of course lady is a wins. super
0: baby face and he has a sword
1: yeah uh, it's it's but hers is red which means the devil it's it's this is all terrible um Lacey Evans is probably gonna win money in the bank um uh, I'm just. I'm, I'm praying I'm, for
0: Bailey. I'm praying for Bailey. I am
1: <laughs> hoping I'm wrong. They have stopped and started on the Lacey Evans babyface push before, um, yes, which didn't make any sense to me. Why you would even turn her face if we weren't ready to like fully go with it, and it, they didn't. Maybe that'll be this the case again, but I, I mean, that's ridiculous.
0: Yeah. So. Aside from the Lacey Evans stuff not being for me, which is fine. Like, it, I think it's important to have... There's a lot of stuff that isn't for me in wrestling, and that's good. It's not... Every song written is not supposed to be for me. Every movie ever made isn't supposed to be for me. So I'm fine with that. My problem more is um, with how truncated... <laughs> this woman, like, talked about her real-life trauma and very painful, real video segments for weeks and then they just like, they've just booted it out the gate. They haven't decided what they want to do with it. They haven't even decided which program they want her to be on. So, um, I, it's just tough because it's, you've told me she's like eight different things and you followed through on, on none of them. Um, and she just didn't look very good in the ring. So, like that, that's also tricky too. It's just, if I'm not in on the gimmick and I'm not in on your in ring ability, I'm just not bought in. So, if you're going to hotshot her with the money in the bank briefcase, I am praying for a Bailey return, um, but I I don't know if we're going to get it. We will see. But I was not thrilled.
1: Um, also, having her, like, salute over the fallen corpse of her foreign opponent, just to just, I mean, she's going to win money in the bank because it's on 4th of July weekend, Kate.
0: Oh, my gosh. And now Cody can't, so.
1: Yeah. They're gonna have they yeah. gotta have some American nightmare win it. Whether or not it's the American nightmare or an American nightmare.
0: <laughs> We've got a super chat coming in um about Cody from Mark Losper saying, Alex, if you think that Vince would pump something up that he wasn't going to deliver on, I have a gold-plated prop from the rock movie that to sell you. Yeah. I was saying that about this whole Cena anniversary yeah. thing. I was like, last time they gave us an anniversary, uh, they basically said that the rock was coming back and instead they gave us a movie prop egg. So, uh, so moving on, uh, we get a terrible promo from Rhonda and Shotzi. Um, but we get to see Shotzi in a match, which is good. And, um, it, it just, it feels very directionless. What's going on with the smackdown women's division um i feel like i talk about it with AEW all the time it's starting to definitely feel that way here too but shotzi does like this diet ruthless aggression promo in my opinion um i will say this i will always put over ronda rousey selling i am continually impressed by her in-ring ability to sell moves when she got her ass kicked for a living in real life um and she had some good storytelling here. There was a moment where Shotzi, I think, was just trying to like slap her to get out of stuff and it like sent her into a different mode. That was good. That felt like somewhat authentic. That felt kind of like when Annette Kingston does it or whatever of just like, you just woke up a beast, you didn't want to wake up. There was a cool ankle lock um, near the ropes that I thought was really neat. That was kind of fun. And it was a clean victory, which was followed by a can't even call it a post-match, beat down from the boat natty, but a sharpshooter that she was locked in for a little bit, which for some reason commentary made think that being in a sharpshooter for a little bit when you're Ronda Rousey means that you won't be able to compete next week, (laughs) Um, which seemed unrealistic and stupid, but the match was decent enough. The promos were not great. Uh, I'm going to throw it over to you. I think
1: think Shotzi's obviously underutilized I I this is the this is the most we've gotten to see her wrestle since that match she had with Charlotte where she turned heel afterwards uh and like for no reason like they built a brand new baby face in the span of one match and immediately turned her heel afterwards it was the most like like if you want to see like WWE in a nutshell we built we accidentally built a brand new baby face for a women's division. And then we turned her heel afterwards. Cause why not? Um, it's that. Um, and then she didn't even get really like, she turned heel on a Sasha Banks after losing to Charlotte. And then that was a really truncated Sasha Banks. too. she got like one match versus Sasha that was like six minutes long. And that was it. Yeah. Really do anything with it? Like, I don't know what that, and then she was off TV forever. Um, I'm, I'm happy. She's back on TV, but I don't think she cuts promos as a, as a heel very well. I mean, she was never great at promos to begin with, but I, I like her work in ring. Rhonda coming out and being like, "Natty, who like that that second-rate sharpshooter that you pilfered from your uncle?" She used the word "pilfered," and I was like, "Who gave Rhonda a thesaurus?" Because she was like, "That's that's not a thing." Um, but I don't know. I, I this whole were they really going to make us sit through like three more weeks of of natty and ronda tension created for their big match at money in the bank that we know for a fact ronda's gonna win Yeah, y- yikes
0: yeah i mean at least it's not six rematches and at least i got to see Shotzi. um and in ring it was good enough but like i don't know it's not like Shotzi and Natalia were super besties, you know what I mean? <laughs> like it, it's just um I guess Natty was being opportunistic, but it just feels a little
1: Oh yeah, no. it's just like, Oh, I I don't like you because you're the champ and I'm the I'm the heel challenger and therefore I must attack you whenever we are within fifty yards of each other. It's just
0: bleh. Yeah. Recycled, but uh, Mark Loss for saying there's a Vince McMahon account in the chat and he misspelled the word hello. Somehow that feels incredibly apt. Also, I want Rhonda to go away. Well, she ain't, so uh-huh. I don't know what to tell you, but uh she's definitely not going anywhere. They paid her a lot of money to do what she is doing. Right. Um and welcome, Vince McMahon. Thank you for joining us. I have so many things that I want to share with you. Uh Jake Salazar saying, just a Rhonda depreciation chat here. She's absolutely awful. I disagree. Um, I think she's awful on the mic, but I think in ring, she is good. Never needs to pick up a mic again, either. Um, Also, same with Shotzi. Just no mics for her. She's out there yelling for no reason. I mean, MJF yells for no reason a lot, but um, I, I don't know. It just, it feels like other than this bloodline stuff, like Paul Heyman and Ronda Rousey made so much sense. Ronda mm-hmm. Rousey working heel with any manager, I think makes a lot of sense. But I I'm not here for the she's not good in the ring stuff cuz she's actually really good in the ring. Like there's um I think people have both underrated her and overrated her and very few people probably properly rate her. So um yeah. she's she's not terrible in the ring. I don't know what to tell you guys. Um, Nerd Guru chiming in saying, I was watching SmackDown and then slept through the entire show when Ronda and Natty were on screen. Talk about an all-time snooze fest of a match that is not pay-per-view worthy. Not pay-per-view worthy? Probably. I, I will say that. Um, but I don't know if it'll, I have to see the match first. They're both I mean, capable I, of working.
1: They, the they, build sucks. They are, except for, like, we know what a, what a, well, we know for a fact what a Ronda and not Natty match is because they did it the first time. When right. Ronda was here last time, we know what that would... I, I mean, not that I like planned on subjecting myself to this torture, but I think you could go back and watch that match. The Ronda and Natty one, from whatever pay-per-view that was, from Ronda's first run. If you watch that match, and then five minutes later, you watch the new one that's going to happen at Money in the Bank, you will find they are almost exactly note for mo- note for the, the same match. Like, that's what I... Because I, I, I don't think natty is capable of of wrestling one match like she's really good at it but it's always the same match and especially when she works heel because it's just she i'm i'm gonna do this i'm gonna set up i'm gonna use all of these stomps and moves so i can set up my sharpshooter finisher and that's she's just gonna do the same thing and it's like i don't really need to watch it
0: that's fair I think that's fair. We have Jay Rodriguez saying Shotzi is the star of the SmackDown women's division. Um, It should be Sasha Banks, but I definitely think that Shotzi is a star.
1: (laughs) Shotzi certainly should be utilized way more than she was for, what, six straight months of not being on television?
0: Correct. Correct. Um, Mark, you got to be a little bit better about your super chat. Some of these are just not going to get read. Uh, okay, let's see what else we got here. Jake Salazar circling back about Drew McIntyre saying, Yes, Drew has a sword, but he is a white man with a weapon. You know, they don't view that as a bad guy. Yeah, that's that's a fair point. i um, circling back to Lacey and Zaya, the nerd guru saying, Lacey is probably gonna win money in the bank and cash in on Bianca because you know, Vince would. I'm not gonna read either the this either, too, guys. You gotta rein it in yeah. a little bit. Um but we will move along to something that I was very excited about and then medium excited about.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> but ultimately I think was probably the bright spot of the night. I wish this had gone on as the main event because it is a title. And I feel like this should not have been just thrown at the end of hour one into hour two, but it was Ricochet versus Guthr, Um, with of course Ludwig giving the incredibly long um, like intro in his non-pants, which I know is a thing for you, but at least he wrestled previously. But it is true if he's out there just giving an intro, him being pantsless, <laughs> do, mean, it just doesn't make a ton of sense.
1: I, I expect, like it. It's fine now. We're getting into summer. I understand you don't want to get sweaty.
0: You know that's a good point. And, but if but, he's
1: if, if he's out there in the winter time, like in Minnesota, uh, given given inner people to wear, with exposed thighs. Guarantee you that's going to be chilly in there. It's true. In those those big arenas, they get drafty. He should be wearing pants when he wants to get past into the fall. I think
0: he should, and I think that's fair. I don't think Randy Orton has ever worn pants, so it's just they can maybe have some consultation.
1: Randy, I think, has some kind of psychological aversion to pants.
0: Yeah, like I don't weddings funerals. I think he's just out there in his wrestling trunks. But yeah, um, we do finally get this match. I don't know why this wasn't on pay per view. I don't know why this wasn't. The main event, Um, it was really good. I know why
1: it wasn't the main event. Because they like, don't care about main they don't titles. care about the, inter- the Intercontinental title. Yeah.
0: Um, I will say this isn't everything that I thought it was going to be, but I still felt like it was a great match. I just had very, very high expectations for it. I think the placement and the card hurt, and I also think the um time that it was given didn't necessarily help, but some incredible stuff in this. Walter's chops and boots are never going to get... I'm never going to get tired of seeing it. We saw um, a really cool powerbomb sunset flip reversal, which always looks impressive, but even more so when you consider the disparity between these two guys, a standing shooting star press is never going to fail to impress me. But ultimately we get Guther coming out with the win uh, via the power bomb and the title change as we kind of predicted here. Um, this is one that they probably won't run back. That ironically is one that I would really like for them to run back because I don't feel like it got the due justice it deserves. But still a fantastic match. I just felt like it was kind of just getting going mm-hmm. right when it was ending. How did you feel about this match?
1: Um, uh, I thought it was I thought it was fine. Like I know how much better these guys can can wrestle against each other because I've seen it. Like you could you can watch a, a match they had for PWG. Years ago, where uh, where, where Walter uh, literally chopped the soul out of Ricochet's body, like he got Ricochet got chopped. They were on the same spot, which was like a head scissors, uh, a head scissors attempt. And then Walter just shoving his feet off, and Ricochet lands, turns around, and gets chopped. And that happened uh, tonight. It was fine, but when he did it to him in that WWE match, Ricochet's arms just went. Way up in the air, and he just (laughs) flopped over backwards and just laid there with his arms up in the air, kind of like this, for the longest time. Um, I've yes, so, um, I think they should run it back. I think they should run it back at Money in the Bank, but I think that they should there should be something in in between, which is uh, 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 Gunther should say, uh, that you cannot have your rematch until you can beat uh, Ludwig Kaiser. And then we get an eight eight-and-a-half-minute eight Ricochet versus Marcel Bartel match that is really, really good, uh, and Ricochet wins. And then he gets his rematch at Money in the Bank. So the Intercontinental title is finally on the pay-per-view, but you have Gunther retaining over Ricochet in a better match than tonight was. That's how I would book this thing, and then I would have Ricochet move on to something else to do I would want him to still be around and doing things. Don't get me wrong, but I think that Gunther should be a guy who um, uh, who just really, just really, really hurts people.
0: I agree with everything you said. <laughs> I think he should be doing what he's doing. And hey, you can read more details about what WWE thinks of Gunther in a positive light for a change uh, on Fightful Select. So go over there and subscribe. By the way, if I cut off your Humper Chat or chose to not read it, um, you can send in something since you did give us your money a little bit more friendly, just put little stars in it and direct it at Luis and we will get a substitute statement read on air. Um, Anton triple H asking. So with Roman God is going through the top champ. Now they don't put any stock in their mid card titles, but the, he is at least being carefully built out and, he does feel like probably one of, if not the most important things on the program. So if by top champ, you mean that? I I guess maybe he is.
1: I mean, if if listen, if Roman's not on 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 SmackDown ever, which he currently is not, then yes, by definition, uh, Walter Gunther would be the top champ uh, on on SmackDown. Just. Like, let's see what they do with him as champ now, considering what they've done with him in the past, what they've done with the IC title, uh, the past three or four, five, six, seven, eight people who've held that belt have not really been impressive as Intercontinental Champion.
0: Yeah, and to no fault of their own, like we had heard when Ricochet got his hands on the belt that he was going to get this huge push and like he had more. I never
1: bought that for a second. I... Nor
0: did I, but that's what was reported. Was that they said that that was going to be what happened, and it of course, didn't really materialize into anything. The Title was never defended on pay per view. He defended it and lost a bunch to Los Lotharios. Like there was nothing that was really built out of that. However, he was on our television, which is more than I can say for yeah. before that push. Yeah. So that's neat, I guess, kind of. Guys, get in your super chats and humper chats. We are finally coming down the home stretch. Um. We get something that is now at this point just offensive. There's a last laugh made match announced between Madcap and Baron Corbin for next week. And buddy, I just couldn't care less about anything. Maybe in the whole wide world, what is the point of running this back? Why? Why? Why are we doing this? Why?
1: Um, because they they really think they're building um, Madcap into something really special and that this is the way to do it that that this is
0: absolutely it, not the way to do it
1: right but, but they they think it is they think they think that they think they've built corbin into the kind of heel that if somebody beats corbin it's going to feel special and it won't the thing that the thing that works is that everyone hates corbin so much that whoever you you put against him is going to get cheered. I think the next time they have uh, Moss against anybody, well, that's a deal because they're going to put Moss against a bunch of mid card heels that nobody cares about for a while, and then he's going to seem like he's more over than he actually is. Um, the one thing I, I will say about about this that we don't we, they Max Dupree ran into travel issues coming out of Europe. They say so Max Dupree. <laughs> is going to introduce his first male model next week, not this week. Sorry, Baton Rouge. Um, I know you were looking forward to that. But uh, also, um, uh, I don't know what we're, like, not that I, again, this is so weird. I'm happy I didn't see Shanky dancing on my TV screen this week. But I don't know what you were doing the past two weeks, if not to, like, start something that's going to keep moving forward every week. Like, like that, I, that felt like it was actually a thing that you could, you know, begin to do something with. It doesn't make any sense to me. That you're going to do that two weeks in a row and then not even mention him the next week. I don't know. Is he going to show up next, the next week, the following week? Are they just going to give up on it? Cause they realize it was really weird. I don't know.
0: I'll say this. When there's a string of noticeable absence over the past three years, sometimes they've pointed back to one thing that is a medical issue. And I'll just leave it at that. I don't know anything. I haven't heard anything. Nothing's been confirmed. But you you just, you never know. Um, We are heading into main event time. We're going to read some of your super chats and humper chats before we get there. Um, Adam Pearson chiming in just saying, have some money, you bloody legends, SGF. For life. Well, thank you, Adam. We will always thank take you. your kind words and your money, especially thank your money. Um, we also have some classic jukebox super chats and humper chats as we come down the stretch here. We'll get to those in a little bit. We have one from Christopher S. that just says, Bull Live Club f- 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 forgot about it already. He wanted me to say that in Tony D's voice, but sorry. Uh, <laughs> forgot about it. Hey, but-
1: f- 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 forget about it.
0: Of all the bland, the bland split, I mean, both really, but the brand split stuff that has happened, they have at least kept Judgment Day specific to Raw, it seems like. so. um,
1: Because because the Fox executives are like, don't you dare. Do not, don't dare bring that purple crap over here. Don't you do it. Don't you do
0: it. It's terrible. We would love Edge. We don't want this. We don't want this. Christopher asks... Uh, chiming in saying, How long should Walter's Gunther's, title reign be? A, 10 years, B, infinity. Um,
1: uh, yeah, I did B. Um, I, I do
0: B, but I want him to be world champ at some point, so we would have to hold both for infinity,
1: right? I, I, I just, I just don't, I just don't think they have any plans for Roman to drop literally anytime soon, like, like, uh with Cody out like not until like not until next year like they don't have any so 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 Walter can be Walter can be intercontinental champ for a year we're just gonna have to have the right guys for him to face against the problem with with a with a dominant heel champion like what we know Walter slash Gunther could be is that you're only as strong as your competent possible baby face challengers the ones who are like you're like man, this guy's really hard to beat. But I think this guy, who I'm rooting for, might have a shot. And there's nobody on the roster like that because they haven't booked anybody like that, built anybody like that in years.
0: That's correct. (laughs) No no, notes, 10 out of 10, agree entirely. We are at the main event. We have Riddle and Sami Zayn. They told us nine to seven thousand trillion billion times here. Um that the stipulations for this match were if Riddle wins, he gets to phase Roman next week for the title. If Sami Zayn wins, Riddle has to do his job on the brand that he was assigned.
1: He's not allowed to come to SmackDown anymore.
0: You can't not be a part allowed. of the
1: brand to brand invitational. Remember when they used to call it that?
0: Oh my gosh! It doesn't well, matter. Only,
1: only once a quarter, you are allowed to be invited by the other brand to go to the other brand. Only once a quarter. Okay. Meanwhile, Riddle has been on SmackDown literally every week for months.
0: I just. <laughs> A, thank you for telegraphing from that far away what the results of this match were going to be. I already knew, but come on. And B, like the fact that it's a punishment that you just go work. Like, why didn't you just make it be that either one of them got a title shot? Because that would be interesting if Sammy got one too, right? Like, he's in defense of the bloodline. So either one of them getting a title shot would be an interesting stipulation. Or just that Riddle has to... Be banished from WWE forever. At least make it feel like it's something consequential. Then I'm going back to my own brand. But we have the bad one, Jam Beard saying, put Sammy and money in the bank, and he tells Roman he's gonna win it for the bloodline so no one else can cash it in on Roman. That's pretty clever.
1: I'll say I mean that. that that's why he would want to be in it. I think I think Sammy's a perfect guy to be in it because he's clever, he'll come up with interesting spots, he'll take crazy bumps. He's not gonna win the, the the briefcase, but like everyone should be in. I'm of the belief that if you're gonna have a, ma- a match like the Money in the Bank, everyone should have their own story going in. Like I want to, I'm gonna. I want this so I can cash in on this person for this reason? I want this. I'm gonna hold on to it, and I'm gonna cash in in the main event of WrestleMania or whatever. And and Sammy's being, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold on to this so nobody can cash in on you big goose because I love you so much big goose big goose I love you like you know do it that way
0: um that would be really fun I don't think they're going to go that direction I think I think they're going to give it to Seth either Seth yeah. or Drew oh, sure but that would be fun We've got a super chat from James Barris saying WWE really learned the wrong lessons from Papa H's reign of terror. H. Oh, Papa Papa H. H. oh, Triple H <laughs> reign of terror. Didn't they? They sure didn't. <laughs> they sure didn't, but, um, the match went the way we thought it was going to. I think Paul Heyman was on commentary and gave Sammy Zane a real talk to before he went out there. I thought he was fun on, on commentary, pointing out things like, Hey, Sammy, go for the pin. Stop showboating. But some fun spots in this match. I will say Heyman looked like he was from the school of uh, MJF's tanning salon. I don't know what was going on with how orange his face was today. But (laughs) Some Tanner mishaps all over. Um, I think you're going to want to talk about the incredible misuse of time going into this. Uh, So I'm going to I'm going to go through the match and then we can circle back because my dad said, Oh, are they going to give this match like 25 minutes to close out the show? That's pretty neat that they're giving it that much time. No, no, no they did not. No before, dad. No dad. But before we get to that, um, I will say that I really liked, there was a spot where Riddle was on the top rope and Sammy Zayn just pushed him forward into the barricades. I love little things like that. I talked about the Samoa Joe walkaway spot being my favorite of, all time. This is kind of in that same vein of just super logical stuff to do to guys that go to the top rope. Uh, they sold me a ticket on the flying forearm into the knee. I thought that was a fantastic spot. I also really liked Sami Zayn instead of going for the cover while Paul Heyman was yelling at him doing the Viper spot. Oh. Um, that was a really nice taunt. There was a really cool RKO into the blue thunderbomb from uh Sami Zayn, but ultimately. Riddle wins and he wins clean. We get an Usos beat down after. Um, but I guess Matt Riddle can keep working double as hard as he would. What a terrible stipulation it would have been to lose that. And more importantly, the bigger thing comes out of this is he gets a title shot at Roman Reigns next Friday. Now, one of two things is happening. They realize that with Cody Rhodes gone, they have to bring him back. Um, or both programs feel kind of meaningless right now. Or Roman is going to no show because he's actually ducking Riddle and then Riddle is going to have to face each Uso individually and this is going to drag out until pay-per-view. Um, what did you think of this match? We'll come back to the time mismanagement in in a minute. But what did you think of this match and what do you think is going to happen with him facing Roman next week?
1: Um, Sami Zayn is um, just a consummate professional in every in every sense. Of the war, he's just so good at what he does and everything. And uh, Riddle is uh, is has always been um, a personal favorite in the ring. Um, and uh, this was fine. This was fine because we knew what it was. We knew we 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 could we could read the tea leaves from from space. Like that, <laughs> like it's it's not it's not hard to figure out what you're doing with this, uh, except for the fact that I was like, oh, well, the report is that Roman's not going to work, work money in the bank. That was the report from everybody. He's not working money in the bank. And if that's the case, maybe Riddle does lose this because that would be a reason. Cause if he does, if Riddle wins it, then then surely the, the match that he has with Roman will be at money in the bank. no, no, he wins it, and they say that he'll have his title match next week on SmackDown. Well, then I don't understand. Like, if, you, if you're if you going to have Roman work the match, why not have him do it at Money in the Bank and shut up all your critics like me who say you put your two titles, the, two, the only two titles that matter for the love of God, on one guy, and then keep him off pay-per-views. For months at a time like he doesn't defend the titles you give him both titles he doesn't defend the titles and like from mania until perhaps SummerSlam, that's 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 malpractice you can't do that so why don't you shut me up and and have him defend the titles against riddle in a storyline that you have been building since wrestlemania like it makes sense that they would do that match so you have them do it at money in the bank why do it on a random smackdown in minnesota of all places like isn't like they're doing it at the madison square garden show or they're doing it in la the headquarters of fox they're just it's a random friggin show in the middle of june where if you all you got to do is wait two more weeks and do it in in like that's why i think roman is going to pull is is going to big time things he's going to send in a video message and say sorry i had plane troubles wasn't able to get off the Big Island of of Samoa, so you know what? Here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna have my cousins are there. You're gonna wrestle both of them at the same time, uh, and then you and then if you can beat them at a handicap match, maybe I'll see if I can make the flight to Vegas. And then Riddle will beat both of Usos in a handicap match because the Usos are the least protected great tag team champions in the history of WWE. And then we'll have Riddle versus Roman at Money in the Bank, and then they can shut me up. But I don't know. I don't understand why we're, why we're booking it to the most convoluted way to get there possible.
0: I really, really, really hope that Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens dethrone the Usos. I really, really hope they give that to us. <sighs> and if they don't, I will beat them up. So, <laughs> that's that. Well... That's what closed the show, buddy. Um, so we're gonna read through the rest of these super chats. And well, first chats. of all, I, I need to I need to mention this because they did this. Thing oh that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about time to, management. To, to and live, pacing shows.
1: To, they did this thing to live two Raws ago, where they had Liv come out for her match versus Rhea Ripley, and she waited 19 minutes from when she came out for her match to when the match started, and like. They were doing other things. They had a backstage interview segment with Ali where he got attacked by Austin Theory. They had Rhea Ripley make her entrance, but there were two commercial breaks and a bunch of recaps of stuff nobody cared about. And tonight they had Sammy from the time that they they went to Sammy in the back and he had a scene with with, with Paul Heyman where Heyman was like, You better not lose, whatever. That started, that scene started at the 124-25 mark of the show. So with 30 over 35 minutes left of the show and then Sammy makes his entrance and they go to commercial. They come back. They do a very wonderful, uplifting story of John Cena meeting this kid who's, who, you know, who, 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 who's a, a Ukraine refugee. Wonderful story, but a weird place to do it. if yeah. Sammy's already in the ring waiting for his match.
0: Yeah. Entrance played.
1: Um, right. Yeah. Then you have Riddle make his entrance and then in a commercial. And you come back and there's some other like little thing where they, they show what happened with Riddle and, uh, and the Usos last week on SmackDown. And then we finally get around to the match starting. And by that point, it's the 142 and 32nd mark. So over 18 minutes have gone by where the crowd is just sitting there doing nothing. I cannot imagine going to a live SmackDown or Raw just sitting there. Waiting.
0: So bored. For,
1: for 20 minutes, waiting for something to happen. Ridiculous. Like, you cannot you cannot mismanage your time any worse than this.
0: I can't imagine Sami Zayn not pulling a muscle. He's in there for like 20 minutes, just going cold. <laughs> Come on, man. Let the guy wrestle. Yeah. <sighs> well, Alex, it's that time of the night. It is. I'm going to read one ramp, uh, one more super chat, and then we're going to turn it over to you because yeah. it's jukebox time, baby. Yeah. Yeah. We got the nerd guru saying until they improve the women's division, this is about AEW. Uh-huh. I don't say these free agent women go to AEW Paige, um, Possibly Sasha. Like I don't want them in AEW because they book their women so poorly. Like, just my opinion. I get that. My only counter to that is, well, one, we'll see what Sasha Banks wants to do. She could go to Hollywood. She could go take a nap. She can do whatever the hell she wants. Um, To land Sasha Banks and probably Paige, to be honest, the amount of money you would have to invest in them means you would have to start paying attention to your division because you would have to spend so much money. It would be wildly irresponsible of you not to, but I do feel as though the best investment that they could make right now in the AEW women's division isn't a talent that is on screen necessarily. It's probably Maria Kanellis. Uh There was like talks that they had had talks and, I don't know why they didn't pan out. I don't know if they just ever didn't get that serious, but what they need is somebody backstage. I feel like it's continually the same rinse-repeat stuff of until the actual booking changes. None of the stars that you have built yourself or you've signed from elsewhere are going to have a chance to shine. So I agree with that. But if you're paying for Sasha Banks, you're gonna start giving a crap.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's true. All right.
0: Now, Your here,
1: here, here we go. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Uh, let's get Saddle uh first. Matthew Plus decides to troll us now. Of I hear you're is. taking song requests and would like nothing more than to hear you sing Marvin Hamlish's opus, The Entertainer, which, of course, is an instrumental song. So you know it as doo 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 do doo do. do, 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 do. That's you, Matthew Plus.
0: um that's weird my super chat document says Billy do the do Checkmate, Matthew
1: do 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 He doesn't
0: deserve it. He
1: doesn't deserve it ncb uh wants to hear uh william regal singing the unforgiven by metallica and i think uh that's a good idea um so i'm gonna do that and then we've got two uh we got it we got some we got some limp biscuit to finish out So here we go um oh wait is that no that's not that's not what i want hold on uh sorry Uh, Let me get this thing here. Um,
0: You don't know it off the top of your head?
1: I know it's so bad, it's so bad. Here we go, let's see if I can get this.
0: You're better than that.
1: New blood joins this earth and quickly he is subdued through constant pain and disgrace. The young boy learns their rules. With time the troll draws in his whipping boy done wrong. Deprived of all his thoughts, the young man struggles on and on. He's known, ooh, a vow unto his own. That never from this day his will they'll take away. Yeah, what I've felt, what I've known. Never shown through in what I've shown. Never be, never see, won't see what might have been. What I've felt, what I've known. Uh, never shined through in what I've shown. Never free, never me. so I dub thee. Unforgiven. Blood and guts. <laughs> For those of you who are do not watch our Tuesday show,
0: this is I what apologize. happens.
1: This is the thing that happens. I, I didn't start it. People started doing this thing, and now I got to do it because you paid money. Um, I don't.
0: I don't apologize. You should be watching the Tuesday show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um the the batted of one uh, jam beard says to make Kate feel like a teen again. Can Alex? In the voice of Danhausen, sing break stuff by Limp Biscuit. It's just one of those days when you don't want to wake up. Everything is fucked. Everybody sucks. You don't really know why, but you want to justify uh, ripping someone's head off. No human contact. And if you interact, your life is on contract. Your best bet is to stay away, motherfucker. It's just <laughs> one of those days. It's all about the he says, he says bullshit. I think you better quit letting shit slip, or you'll be leaving with a fat lip. It's all about the she says, she says bullshit. I think you better quit talking that shit. So come and get it.
0: Very nice, very right. evil.
1: That's good. Yes, was that was that accurate? I don't really. Know. I've never actually done one of those before.
0: That's was um, pretty good. No,
1: no swearing. No. Somewhere in there, no <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and then finally, I got another one from from a wonderful Mark Quill. Who wanted? Uh, he says, "Hey, Alex. Hey, Kate. Always nice to see my two favorite Fightful hosts around." We'll be using this sour chat uh, uh, aside from chipping in a tip to request to Tony D sing the Limp Biscuit classic. Rowan. have a great weekend, everyone. Love you all.
0: So much Limp Biscuit. I don't know how so I feel about
1: that. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh, uh.
0: Uh,
1: okay, now move in, move out. Hands up, hands down. Back up, back up. Tell me what you're gonna do now. Breathe in, now breathe out. Hands up, now hands down. Back up, back up. Tell me what you're gonna do now. Keep rolling, 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 roller. Ah, uh, keep rolling, 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 rolling. What? Keep rolling, 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 rolling. Eh, uh, keep rolling, 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 rolling. Now I know y'all be loving this shit right here. Lim- little i Biscuit is right here. This mother. He ride He rhymed here with here, like a uh, great <laughs> lyricist, Fred people in this house put them hands in the air because if you don't care then we don't care He just run to here and here and care and care now see i don't even know man I, this is a, <laughs> uh thanks everybody for those
0: thank you so much if you want more zaniness you can check out alex and i every tuesday um doing the nic 2.0 post show um NXT is not always great, so we have a weird variety show that happens over there. Alex, other than Tuesdays, where can the good people find you?
1: Uh, Well, normally I would be doing, I would be starting my own show talking about SmackDown right after this. Uh, But now I get to go to bed, so that's nice. (laughs) Uh, But on Fightful Select most Fridays, I'm over there um, uh, after this one ends. And then uh, also on Mondays, talking about Raw and uh tuesdays talk about nxt with you on this thing and also um my goodness and then uh we get uh on wednesdays i'm here with sean talk about aw we're gonna do a uh post forbidden door show on flight for select you and i uh and we're also gonna do a post money in the bank show uh so those will be fun things to do as well ricardo the mark has sent in a late super this is chat. A
0: late submission buddy we're already over time
1: <laughs> we're way over time and you know whatever so um uh so i'm gonna do this as tony d shania twain still the one <clears throat> when i first saw you i saw love and the first time you touched me i felt love and all that all this time you're still the one i love mm, yeah yeah looks like we made it look how far we've come my baby We might have took the long way. We knew we'd get there someday. They said, I bet they'll never make it. But just look at us holding on. We're still together. Still going strong. Mm. You're still the one I run to. The one that I belong to. You're still the one I want for life. You're still the one. You're the one that I love. The only one I dream of. You're still the one I kiss goodnight. Thank you. Gabagol. Gabagol to all of you. (laughs)
0: Thank you so much. You can catch me at Miss Kate Fabe on Twitter eventually again and TikTok you can catch me at Katestagrams on Instagram. You can also catch me Tuesdays with Alex as I said, Wednesdays at More Carter Pod and Fridays AW Rampage and Smackdown Post Show. Have a wonderful and safe weekend. We'll see you soon.